song only the great and mighty morphin power rangers you guys know what time it is what's happening everybody pedro Ferenke here with living it fresh a podcast that has to do with everything adventurous about health and most importantly about food because if we don't talk about food we're not interested so today's podcast is going to be about a good old introductory of myself what the fresh life actually means and is and on top of that a breakdown of each section the adventure section the health section and obviously like we said before the most important section the food all right so for starters about myself my name is Pedro I was born and raised in the U.S. of A in a good old hip-hop area called Spokane Washington where uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are at, so all those people who are starting to get put on the map about Gonzaga, and you guys are becoming Gonzaga fans, they're from Spokane, so so get a listen in there. So, born and raised Spokane, went to school all up there, learned everything about school sports, how I was talking with some of the episodes about school sports, so the learning concept of Group activities, engaging with one another was a very important, valuable lesson that I learned over there. So as I lived over there, I've done plenty of jobs, and all these jobs is kind of what got me into creating Fresh Life. And what the Fresh Life is, is running your schedule on your time. So you're going to work for the rest of your life, most likely, unless you hit the lottery and then you go broke a year later because you spent it on cool stuff like a car and a boat, big boat that you can't move because you ain't got no fuel. So anyways, all this jobs, hopping from job to job, basically I learned a lot of trades. But the most important thing that I learned is the communication between employees and employers. And the important thing about that is that If you guys don't have a nice flow of communication between one another, nothing really matters. You can be a really great facility, but toxic inside, and it just won't work. So, and it'll be sustainable, but you can just go, you can realize once you go inside, you just don't want to be there. So, just an example, some of the jobs that I worked at, I'll break it all the way down from the roots. So, I started at Great Old McDonald's or how people call it over here in Australia, uh, Maccas, or or Maccas. (laughs) So McDonald's was a great learning experience in terms of trying to move in a fast manner. So I know all you guys are real familiar with fast food restaurants and even servers as well. The concept is to get in and get out. So when I was working at McDonald's, we actually had a clock that every time a car would go through the drive-thru, the clock will start ticking down or up, sorry, and then once that clock got up to a certain time, if that car wasn't out, that's why people tell you to move into the waiting bay because you're going to ruin their score. So moving at a fast tempo to get that, that was a great start for anything. So people who downgrade fast foods and saying you're going to work at fast food for the rest of your life, well, if you don't have great work ethic, you should go work in a fast food place because they'll, they'll snap you right back in. Um, after I worked McDonald's, 
there was a bit of a toxic, like how every job is when you leave. So then I went on to the next job. So the next job was moving, household moving, with a good, uh, a phenomenal company called Goldie's Movers. And all the real ones know that company. It's one where you are just on the grind, you're on the call, but most importantly, you show up. So we move household furniture, all cash in, cash in hand type of job. And it was one of those things where if you show up and you did your job, you got the money. So that was another great introduce, introductory to work ethic. So after that went south as well in terms of your body, your physicality of your body. That just tore me down in terms of lifting out heavy furniture up awkward stairs and lifting safes up here and and then you're getting yelled at by your the people who are moving and just so much chaos that happens all the time. So the next plot was to move over to Australia. So I moved over here to Australia, the beautiful Australia where the weather is always great. And, uh, you know, from my perspective, the women are also beautiful. For other perspectives, uh, you got to come here and find out for yourself. So... When I come over here, the biggest thing that I notice is that people are so humble. And the more humble that you get, just the happier the vibes are. So when I started working over here, I started working for uh, my uncle's company called Pacific Crown Helicopters. And they're one of the biggest helicopter companies or refurbished companies in all of Australia. And uh, shoot, the way they produce their work is probably one of the best helicopter companies in the world. So... If you guys don't know what it is, check it out, www.pacificcrown.com. Check it out, man. Everything about it is legit. So I worked over there, and I was working my ass off, and you know how it is, tough love with the family. So you, you work hard, and you it's not necessarily you get paid less. It's that you just hear how much other people are getting paid. So then it just creeps in your head of like, oh, man, like how come I'm not getting paid that much? So after working with them for a couple years, I talked to my sister who was living in Sydney at the time, and she was like, yo, you need to come down here because people at McDonald's are making, you know, $15, $20 an hour. And I'm thinking to myself, dang, that was more than the $7, $6 I was making at McDonald's when I was in Washington. So it was a cool little switch up. And what that did was that just created a different environment in a party lifestyle which you know for young people you got to experience those things when you experience those things that's when you kind of feel a lot better with yourself if you don't experience it then you just live your life wondering what it would have been like so anyways after living in that little lifestyle of uh, the up and going the next job there was actually working at Foot Locker so I started working at Foot Locker I thought that was my dream job I don't know why. It just had to do with sports, even though all of it was just shoes. And just so that stripe, you, you guys know what that is when you get that striped jersey on. You just feel some type of way, like you're the ultimate referee and you wish you had a whistle so that when people came in, you just blow the whistle and tell them to get out. So, so Foot Locker was a legit spot, so I worked there for three years. Things just weren't progressing as I wanted to. Uh, actually, long story short, I actually got fired. <laughs> So uh, I got fired because there was too much theft going on in that facility, and they just didn't know who to blame. So, you know me, I'll take one for the team. So got fired, went to uh, the distributor that distributes to Foot Locker, which was Toll People. So worked over there, which was like a pick-and-pack warehouse. So pretty much doing retail for three to four years to going inside the warehouse and not talking to anybody was a huge switch-up. 
But it was beautiful, you know, because when you talk to people, it's not necessarily that you're fake, but you do have to put on that extra smile it's just so that, you know, the person who is coming in feel welcome, even when you're not feeling well or things are upsetting or something bad is happening in your life, you still got to put on that smile and that enthusiasm. So that was a great lesson. And then when you go to the, the picking pack, the warehousing kind of job, that's just good for like trying to, to work hard and to understand how these big companies like Foot Locker and whatnot get their product sent to them. So just that behind the scene kind of uh, look, that was actually very interesting from my perspective. So the next bit after that, once you kind of broke down into the uh, the foot, uh, the toll people, I actually wanted to move back to the States to go back to school. So came back to uh, Spokane, Washington, went to, to S- SFCC, or no, SCC, Spokane Community College, and uh, just try to get something going on. But, you know, if you don't have a path and you don't have a vision, you're going nowhere, and that's exactly what happened. I just wanted to go to school to go to school. I thought to myself, having an education would be super cool. And, uh, you know, education is cool, but not when you don't know what you're studying because you don't have a goal. So kind of went there, dropped out, thought to myself, man, I'm just wasting my life. So the next step after that, I worked for uh, Goldie's Movers again. Just kind of try to shake that off, try to, you know, get it back into the moving industry. And then it kind of became a, uh, uh, what do we call them, uh, Goldie? We call them Tier A workers, the the Team A, whatever you want to call them, the best of the best. And we, we formed a crew, and we were some goddamn bullies. I tell you what, we would, uh, we would want high money because we are worth high products, and we will bully you until we got our money's worth because our – Time is very valuable. <laughs> but that also kind of taught about how to negotiate. And uh, negotiating is also fun, too. I mean, it's kind of frightening when you first get into it because the thing that you're worried about the most is what if they say no? And that, that's the worst case scenario. They say no because after that, it doesn't matter anymore. You just keep negotiating. That's the beauty of it. So after working for there for a while, I got another phenomenal opportunity to work at the United States Postal Service, and that was like the government job. That was the bee's knees. That was everything that you wanted to have in a job in terms of your uh, wages, in terms of your benefits, in terms of uh, just kind of really feeling important in life, if that makes any sense. So working there for a while was really great, finding a ladder to climb in terms of work placement was great. And then you get to the top or close to the top of the ladder, and then you realize that the game that you're playing is not the same game. And uh, there's there's a great soul who used to work there. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll give some shout-outs. Her name is May Rue, and she had the best bit of information to me that changed my life. And when I was working at the post office, I was thinking to myself, I'm going to stay here forever, and I'm just going to live a kind of a boring life. And she told me, she said, do you have dreams or goals in life? And so I kind of just, you know, BS with her and said, yeah, of course I do. And she said, as long as you're working here at the post office, your dreams and goals are gone. Just, just throw them away. And that really opened up my eyes because I thought to myself, well, there's no way that this phenomenal job 
could be a soul crusher. And then a year and a half later, I realized I'm not going anywhere, and it's a soul crusher. <laughs> and uh, what she said was exactly true. And so next opportunity I had, I got blessed that my uncle opened up the doors for me again to come back to his helicopter company, Pacific Crown Helicopters, down in the uh, Sunshine Coast Airport in uh, Queensland, in Markula, Majimba area. But So he gave me the opportunity to come back, work again. I came back, I worked. In my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the best mechanic I could ever be. I want to be the best pilot I could ever be. And then after about a month or two of it, I realized that, oh my gosh, I actually have no extreme passion about flying or mechanics. I love working and I love helping others accomplish a goal. But the fact of if I was working there alone and I had to do my own stuff, there was no passion there. So the next step after working there, I had to figure out, well, what am I going to do? So that's when I created Fresh Life. And the Fresh Life, life is an acronym, L-Y-F-E, and it represents living your freedom every day. So we all are in the grunt, <laughs> the grind to, to make money. You know, we got to make money to spend money. We got to make money to spend money. It's just a, a cycle of making money, spending money. And once you make that commitment to have to make money and spend money, you're actually killing yourself in terms of time. Time is the most valuable thing you have in your life. The next thing after time is health. And in order to get more time, you got to have better health. And the whole cycle works around physical health and mental health. So if you're grinding and you're getting frustrated because good old Karen won't stop bringing her dog to the workplace and she's driving you insane, you're allergic to dogs, well, that's not Karen's fault. That's your fault, and you should change up that life. Maybe that's a signal in life saying, hey, you got to change it up. You got to get out of here. Karen's killing you. <laughs> All right. And so that, that's kind of how, how that cycle works in terms of your health. So being able to have more time in your life, you're going to realize you're a lot healthier. So what I did was I actually started working for myself. So once I started working for myself, I got my own uh, ABN, Australian business number, and I just started grinding. And it, tell you what, it started off extremely fast because I got I went to the store and I bought some sweet equipment. When you go to a gym and you see equipment, I got that. But if you see like cables and all those, those machines, I don't got that. But all the equipment I have, I got it. And what that does is that gives creativity for your exercises. And the whole concept of exercise is about having fun. Cause we all hate exercising. Everybody hates exercising. I don't care if you say you love it. I know deep down you hate it. You love the results that exercise gives you. And that is what we all love. And when you have fun, and that's what this equipment does, that's how you get that, that uh, results. And once you get those results, oh man, sky's the limit. But anyways, once I started my own business, things started booming. And then I thought to myself, well, shoot, I can do this by myself. Like, I don't need to keep working here for my uncle for this helicopter company. I can just go grind on my own. So what I do, I left the company, started grinding for about two to three months. And I was like, holy smokes, I am making about $50 a week. This is not working out as I planned as it was before. And it just went downhill extremely fast. And like I've been saying with signs all the time, 
signs came open where there was an open opportunity that was desperately needed back at the helicopter company, and I filled that role, and it actually was a benefit for both of us. So once I kind of got the money going, what I gained out of leaving that the job in the first place and doing my own grind is that I learned that if you want something in life, you really got to grind for it. And when you grind for it and it doesn't work, it doesn't mean you failed. It means that you now have experienced in a failed category. So the next time you come around, you're not going to come around fresh. You're going to come around experienced. So I came, I left the job again, did it out my own, and now I'm a little bit more experienced. But in order for me to be experienced, I had to take up a position inside of a gym facility so that I can get that 24 top hours a day kind of vibe that I work in a gym. So that's what I started doing. I'm a personal trainer there, and I just kind of go in, in, in and out as the clients are required. And when the clients aren't required, if I'm not doing my studying in terms of bettering myself with exercises, better self-nutrition, or better self with helping other people, I am going to do anything that I believe is fun. So my fun is either, A, shooting some basketball outside of a, of a hoop, just getting in rhythm, going to the beach, climbing mountains. Well, here in Australia, they're more like really big rocks. So just having that kind of options in life will make you happier. And then that is how all the fresh life became, is to have options in life. So if you kind of keep in that mind frame of options, you're just going to be a lot happier. Think about like your, your favorite piece of chocolate, let's say. And you got, you got Kit Kat. And there's four Kit Kats in there. And you eat two of them and you know, wow, man, I can actually eat all four of these. Well, now you have options. You have option to put it away or eat the rest of them. And when you put it away, while you go throughout your day, you know that you got two pieces of Kit Kat in the refrigerator. And what that does is throughout the day, you have that little bit of excitement of options. You can either eat the Kit Kats later on or you don't eat the Kit Kats later on. But if you ate all the Kit Kats in the first place, you got no more options and you don't eat, you got to think to yourself, your only option is to buy more Kit Kats. Well, that's really not an option because now we're going through expenses. So options is a big thing in my mind that I believe everybody should kind of linger around. Just try to create more options in your life and you're going to find yourself a lot more happier. So that's kind of the breakdown of how Fresh Life got created. It got created of doing so many of these jobs and internally, you know, oh man, if I was doing something like that, I would I would treat my employers different like this. Or if I would have ran this system differently, I would have done it like that. So and rather than you complaining about doing all those change ups in the system, do it. Change it up. Change it the way you want it to be done. If you get fired from changing it up, that means you weren't supposed to be there. Your ideas and creativity is way too big for the facility that you're working at, and you got to do something else. And don't look at it as, oh, my gosh, this is life crushing. Look at it as it's another opportunity to do something great with your life because you got way too many options. So don't ever hold yourself down to one, okay? So that's the breakdown of what Fresh Life is. So what I want to do now is kind of flip the switch, and what now we're going to do is break down the three topics to a proper extent. So the first topic is adventure. And who doesn't like a great adventure? So what adventure really breaks down into is what can we do as a world that is fun in the world? 
So when this podcast gets structured down properly, it's going to be all about traveling the world. With we Obviously, we can't travel the world, but we're going to travel the world through the podcast. We're going to interview people all around the world to tell us about all around the world. Tell us about the beautiful things that we can do in an adventurous way. What are the great places to see? What are the hidden gems to go visit? So just a little quick uh, adventure episode for myself. So here in Australia, one of the beautifulest places that you can climb is Mount Biwa. Mount Biwa, for how high you can get and overlook all the suburbs around, Mount Biwa is in Queensland. And around in between, uh, I think it's in Biwa. I think Biwa is an actual suburb. I'm pretty sure it is. So Mount Biwa. So anyways, that view, is a, it's a challenge to get up it. It's an actual climb. It's not no footpath to get up there. It's a climb to get up there. Uh, a no rope climb, which shook me when I first went up there. Because um, I was hungover when I went up there. And I didn't think it was going to be anything like it was. But like how you do when you do something fearful. Only great things happen at the end of the side. So, beer wall was a great thing. When I was in um, New South Wales, in like the Sydney area, the Blue Mountains was something else. Uh, I remember going with friends and family through the Blue Mountains, and my goodness, it was it, it was like the best description of majestic that I could really think of. It was just it just had different kind of themes, but all in that kind of nature vibe and it was just something that you got to try out so that's like the adventure bit but we can even go clubbing wise too so when i was down in darling harbor in new south wales there was a place called club home or home bar h-o-m-e was the place but then h-o-m-e-b-a-r so home bar was a place and what that was is that had levels so you go inside the club, and the bottom floor would be like your house music or your dance music or whatever, which was the main theme. And then you go upstairs to the middle floor, and then that had three different rooms. That had overlooked the art, the, uh, the house music and dance music, and then there was rooms on the side. One was like really heavy metal. Um, uh, I couldn't even explain any kind of genre that was, but heavy metal or like heavy dubstep. And then a third room was like a R&B, like a, like a chills, chill out lounge R&B. And then you went upstairs and halfway between the second floor and the third floor was like your, uh, <laughs> I don't know what kind of music it was, but it, it was like, hey, if you were taking drugs that night, you were in this room right there. Because every time you walk by that room, you look in there, you just go, what in the world are you guys doing? But hey. They look like they're having a lot of fun, so you can't knock them. So, and once you get to the top, the top was your R&B room. So the top was your, uh, you know, all the players play from far away. <laughs> but those were the places where you got all the hype and it had the best view because it's up top, club home, home bar, whatever you want to call it. They had clear windows, <laughs> clear windows, they had windows. And uh, the windows would allow you to look over the harbor. So you had a beautiful view of the harbor while you were dancing, having a good time. So those would be like great adventure ideas. You know, we're not just stricken down to being outdoors and stuff like that. We're just, you know, having fun. Whatever you your description of fun and adventure is. If you're playing Pokemon Go 
and you find a great field where there's a million trillion Pokemons in there, that's an adventure. Think about it like that, you know? We don't have to just strict it down to being in a canoe paddling down, you know? Like, we're going all kind of places. But speaking about canoes, there's a beautiful rafting place where we fell out and almost died in between Idaho and Montana in the USA. And uh, I forget what the place was called. But uh, if you ever want an extreme, I'll uh, I'll find out that place for y'all and just message me up and <laughs> it's something worth going for. And uh, all the people that was with me on that one, yeah, you you know how it was looking looking death in the eye and realizing that you just gotta stay alive. But uh, that was a great adventure. So that's that's what adventure is. It's just about doing something. We are in a world of technology. Technology this, technology that. Like, just break away from technology. Get yourself a little, what's that, what's those cameras where you kind of wind up? The little wind-up camera, you got to wind it like six times up on the top right before you can take a photo. There's no, there's probably a flash, but it's just a little cheap chaos or kiosk type camera. You know what I mean? Just disconnect from the electronics. Electronics is like what we're on all the time. Shoot, we're on electronic right now listening to stuff. So if you can just eat. Unplug and play. That's 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 the whole concept. Just unplug, have a great time, and just do you. So that's the adventure bit of it. The next part is health, and health is so important. Health is what's going to allow you to be adventurous. Health is going to allow you to eat your foods that you want to eat and and enjoy all the memories that you create with your friends and family. So what is health, and how are we going to break down health? Health is like pretty much talking about how you can mentally recover from things, how you can socialize with others, what are the best places to go when you are talking about these kind of situations, and just basically how can you get through life in a lot longer phase, and how can, like for me right now, I'm trying to tap in this code to get in this gate, and I got hit it like 15,000 times, and what's happening is my stress level is rising. Now it opens, now stress level's going down, see? And now my health is coming back together, see? Just examples. So, and how did I do that? I just stayed calm and kept talking, and now the gate opened, and it's like open sesame. So just little things like that is going to help with your health. So I'm not going to go too in-depth in the health, because health is a topic on its own. And uh, we can be on this all day. So after health... Then we get to our most important topic, which is food. Food, food, food. And what I want to know when it comes down to food is what is the bees, knees, places to eat? And this is for every topic. This is if you want to be greasy, want to have that extra carb overload, whatever you want in terms of food. We want to know where the hidden gems are at. We don't want to know where the best KFC is or the best McDonald's or the best Hungry Jack slash Burger King is. Like We don't want to know what we can find or what we can find on uh, uh, Uber Eats or something like that that you see an app on. We want to know the food places that we have no idea we ever heard before. Um, what is it? There's one here that's called uh, Rick's Garage. I've never been there before. I've seen the photos, and I'm like, holy smokes, this thing is stacked. It is like a mountain of food, and it just looks like you're going to have a heart attack. 
but the experience would be so healthy. The experience mentally would be healthy of the satisfying joy that you have. That is what falls back into health. Is the food going to kill you? Yeah, probably. But are you going to be happy? Yeah. So you might as well put a smile on if you're going down to the loony bin. So that's what the food bit for the dirty side is. And in the USA, when they in Spokane, the satellite. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but I had the satellite. I don't know what the thing is called. It's like an ultimate bre- Oh, it's called the stacker. Go to the satellite. Get yourself the stacker. And that will be the ultimate uh, breakfast meal that you can get. It has like... Uh, hash browns laid out with eggs on top of that with biscuit or scone people know about on top of that with a whole bunch of extra random stuff on top of it. it is just stacked on top of one another but it's one of those things that you eat one of those and it's good and another place over there is called um Adelano's. so Adelano's is kind of similar to Qdoba, the only difference is Adelano's, I believe, is like real Mexican food. So, and that that stuff is good. And uh, it's also kind of cheap, so you can keep eating it and then it becomes no good. So, you don't want none of that. But then you flip the switch and then you go to the healthier side. So, the healthier sides of foods are the ones that you want to just, you want to eat it, kind of feel like you're having a cheap meal, but you're actually having a good meal. And uh, like places like that is called like raw. So there's a place in the uh, Malula Bar, I'm pretty sure it's called Raw, and it's like all the food is, is, is raw. None of it's cooked. But it's, it's, just, it's like a salad bowl that you put together, and it is unbelievably good. Um, I can't really think of any healthy places in the States. Uh, probably some kind of uh, noodle bowl place might have some kind of good stuff. But if you guys spot something good over there, hit, hit me up. This is why we talk about food for. And, and, and every topic, too. Like, if you're a vegan, show us where the best vegan places are. You know what I mean? Vegetarian, same concept. You don't eat food at all? Show us where the best dirt places are that you can scoop your dirt off the ground and mix yourself some mud. So we want to know everything. So that's what it's all about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about finding the most adventurous places. Let's talk about them. And let's talk about them all around the world. We want an adventure place from every country around the world. So there's going to be a lot of episodes in here. So what we want is where is the most adventurous places? Where is the most delicious foods you can think of in terms of places? And then on top of that, we want to just know some good health remedies. If you know any skills to just better your health, to keep you on this earth a lot longer, a lot happier, you know, what works for you? I mean, shoot, majority of my friends, they're they're big-time uh, marijuana smokers. So they smoke that, and they, that actually helps out their health for them, you know? So whatever works for you, just let's talk about it. You know, if alcohol is your savior, which is probably not anybody's savior, but if you're that different, unique person, I want to talk to you, all right? So that's today's episode. Uno, uno. So all we want to know is how you're going to live your fresh life and how you're going to live it right now. All right, everyone. Enjoy your day. Peace.